broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Midtown Business Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. It's C.W. Hall, your host here on the Midtown Business Radio Show. Thanks for making us a part of your afternoon again today. I always appreciate everyone listening out there from where you, for wherever you may be listening from. And today, I've got a couple of experts for those companies out there in the technology space that have a need for maybe some additional folks to help them with a project, or they may be wanting to try to onboard somebody to uh, help expand their growing team. Whatever the case may be, and then some, I've got folks from Zydexo. They're a company that's been providing recruitment services and uh, uh, employee expansion kind of projects for uh, companies in this space for over 11 years. I'm really happy to have with me Jerry Lawrence. He's the senior talent acquisition officer for the company and has been around with them for the full time. Over 11 years, been with the company. So thanks for taking some time here to talk to us. Thank you. And we've got Sugra Nakvi. She's the executive business development director for the company, and she's also been with them for a, a great long time. So uh, thanks for joining us alongside him and, and uh, sharing your story. Thank you so much for having us over today. So 11 years with the company, man, that's that's saying a lot about how they're doing things. Uh, for, for, for folks these days, we usually don't stick around with the same company for four, five, six years. That's a long term. So you know, going twice that, they must be doing something right. Well, it's been quite an experience. I mean, the company that I work for, they are very innovative. And you have to be innovative in order to keep up with the pace of the changes in today's society. So I've had a wonderful experience being a part of their innovation and being a part of everything that they've done. So tell me about you. What was, what was your background before you joined up with this company and spent the last 10, 11 years with them? Well, actually, uh, predominantly my experience has been in the business and in the sales market. However, prior to joining with Zydexo, I was uh, actually a commodities broker. Wow. Yeah. Um, every time I pass by a gas station and look at gas, <laughs> even today, it's still kind of inherently in me that I've been like, oh, my gosh, what happened in sell, the market sell. today? Sell, <laughs> sell, sell. So after I got burnt out doing that, um, I went in for an interview. I interviewed with the owners of the company. And at that time, we were heavily involved in education, actually, we had a school formerly called Silicon Valley, and we trained IT professionals, and that's how I got started. And was there a particular specialty that you focused uh, your, your, your talent training on? Back then, it was a lot of networking. There was um, a little bit of software, but back then, uh, you're talking about around 2002, 2003, there was a lot of infrastructure emphasis, so the owners actually were teaching the classes, and they were teaching network engineering. Mm -hmm. That's how, that was the predominant courses that they offered. And so then, I guess, as the internet age kind of took off and obviously became what it is now, the need to kind of pivot or at least expand into other options, such as providing people, you know, on a temporary or permanent basis, I guess, was a clear choice to make. Yeah, absolutely. In today's market, um, there is a high demand for network engineering, but now it's not the same as in the early stages. Now, software development is astronomically a high demand. Everything is centered around how can you make this product better, and a lot of time it's not on the hardware side. So tell me, I mean, obviously there's a number of different solutions, so the, the, the client base for each may be 
somewhat overlapping but somewhat different as well. So who, as it relates to your suite of services, kind of take me through what Zydexo provides. Uh, I know staffing is some of that and some software solutions. So take me through kind of the, the suite of services and we'll kind of drill down into some of those. Well, actually, um, kind of transitioning from the education space that we occupy, we begin to develop platforms, um, actual software solutions for online universities um, and actually uh, high school. What happened was those platforms were so valuable that we actually acquired those entities. So we actually developed software for an online university and an online high school that were accredited in the United States. We acquired those schools so that we would have more um, uh, say-so and what that platform would do and who it would be delivered to. Um, you asked about what our suite of services is. That was on our solution-oriented side. So as we began to improve and expand and to transition in that arena, we just by nature developed a certain talent pool that were able to really develop high-quality yeah. software and we just transitioned that over to the business side. So is the school that you talk about, is that still part of the umbrella of services or umbrella of companies or no? It is still part of it. And is it something we have to leave unnamed or is it something you want to talk about out there in case somebody wants to take a look? Well, one of the high, uh, the, the high school is National High School um, and the university is the University of Atlanta. We have a small part now. Because one of the things that has happened within the last two years, because we've been doing that for uh, for the last uh, 10 years, yeah. we've transitioned, and now we're kind of moving out of that, being a major player, because now we're putting a lot of emphasis on providing talent right. for companies in the, in the country and around the world and providing the solutions for the companies as well. I would assume that one of the tracks within that university would be some sort of technology track that would lend itself to presenting you with folks who are interested in finding work in the field that would then allow you to say, hey, well, what do you know? We happen to have a suite of services where we help companies find people like you, so let us uh, let us help you do that. It's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> Actually, one of the courses is computer science. We have a master's in computer science, oh, wow. IS, and the university actually has bachelor, master, and doctoral programs. But we do have computer science programs at the bachelor level and computer science uh, programs at the uh, master's level. Absolutely. And I, I don't want to get you you know too far off the off the off the track. I just find it very interesting. So if a student is looking at Atlanta University um, and they want to kind of look into your courses, do they need to, can they start straight out of high school and, and just complete their coursework there? Or do they need to come with like an associate, some measure of brick and mortar? They can school enter. First? Um, under the guidelines for entering into any undergraduate program okay. um, f directly from high school, absolutely. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes clear sense to, to be involved with an organization like that, and it is a testament to the platform that you provided for them to be able to provide their services to have it be that successful um, to be able to offer it on a, on a broad scale. So. Yeah, and, and it kind of was actually the birth of the Zydexo on the technology side being in a corporate arena. Because for the last uh, eight to nine years, we've been predominantly providing solutions and, and building those platforms in order to create uh, possibilities for kids at the high school level to mm -hmm. be able to um, pursue a college education. And also for individuals who are spread around the world, we have a worldwide student body at the uh, university. 
um, people all the way from Dubai. I was just sharing with you before we aired that I just got a call from Dubai. That's probably related to the school. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty amazing. Now, when we talk about stack, staff augmentation, now, it sounds like that would be a situation where I've got some sort of project for my company in either IT or uh, some kind of software development, and I'll need somebody, but only for maybe a period of time. Is that am, am I on the right track with that, or what are we talking when we when we mention a, a service of suite uh, of staff augmentation? Uh, that is a very good explanation of what happens. As a matter of fact, uh, we I have a lot of conference calls, and I was questioning one of our clients yesterday on a conference call about the different talent that is needed in remote areas. We had a contract actually for uh, Penn State, actually. However, Penn State is in State College, Pennsylvania, where the student population of Penn State is larger than the city population. Right. So I was asking her about the ability for H1 candidates to take those positions as far as U.S. citizens, but the, mm -hmm. the, the fact that she said that, no, it's a contract. So a lot of the IT technology, if you have a need, you really might not need that person to stay with the company for 10 years. Right. You might need that person to come in, perform that task for a year, and once you have that platform up or that solution done or that software developed, then for that particular person, then you all can um, part with a very satisfactory uh, commitment from both parties. And they just do that when they when they link up with you and you you submit a candidate, they tell you up front, hey, I need a, I need a XYZ engineer or technician or whatever the specialist may be for eight months, for Three one months, year, exactly. whatever it may right. be. It's kind of like right. locum tenens for physicians. Right. But you know what? The technology industry, they understand that. Mm -hmm. They understand that. And you made an important part when we started out saying that it's a lot of times these days you don't see a person with the company for 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. But in the IT field, uh, that's definitely the case, that they're not there long. However, project-oriented, their pay allows them to change. <laughs> I can uh, tell you. From what I understand, I, I've got some good friends that uh, work at places like Coca-Cola and some of those high, you know, large global brands and, and in their technology space. And, and over time, through social media, they've put out requests for, if you know uh, J2E, if you know whatever it may be, kind of specialist, please, you know, they're, they're obviously in very short supply. Right. And in today's society, it's hard to find anything that is not technology driven. I, I would I would challenge anybody because sometimes we get technology mi um, misrepresented as far as a lot of computers and everything. Yeah, that's the core of it. But I mean, I consider the will a technological advancement at the earliest stages, of course. <laughs> and we're we're talking with Jerry Lawrence and Sukranakvi from uh, Zydexo, and they're an IT staffing and solutions company that offers a variety of uh, solutions for your company. Uh, Sukra, can you can you talk about what does a typical client look like? I mean, that that ends up benefiting from linking up with a company like you all. Um, all companies have their core business, so they want to be able to focus. Let's just say Coca-Cola, and their core business is to be able to sell Coke. And but the back end, which is to make that user interface or to mm -hmm. be able to deploy people to make the software and to run everything globally efficiently, you need to have contractors. And that's where we come in. And you will have either a three month or a six month or a 12 month contract. And you what we do is to be able to help that big company to not 
waste their time looking for talent and to co focus on their core business. And we go in the back end and we have our database and we have uh, different resources where we pull our talent from and we vet them out for them. So we make sure that it meets all their um, you, their hiring requirement, their experience, whether it fits the culture, and then we present it to them, say here, these are five people we think will be a perfect fit for you. So we're doing all the back end to make sure their front end is running smoothly. I see. So in terms of you're, you're in business development, yes. so I would assume that you're the person that's knocking on the door telephonically most of the time exactly. probably to say, hey, this is what we do. We can help you. Do you have a need for services like ours? Am I on the right exactly, track? Exactly. That's exactly And what so for you, I mean, is it is it just kind of like a, a lion sitting in front of a herd of zebras? There's thousands of companies out there, I guess, that have a need for some sort of technology specialists, I would presume, exactly. whether it's web-focused, whether it's mobile app, whether it's Which software. Which is really hot right now, mobile app. So what we do is we try to alliance ourselves with different, different organizations within Atlanta, Georgia, mm -hmm. and then try to see where would be that perfect sweet spot where we can provide talent to mid to big size companies and be able to target them. It would be through either like TAG or through the Atlanta telecommunication professionals or through wireless technology forum or just one of the few people that we work with. Mm -hmm. I mean, at what point does it make sense to hire that person and have them on staff versus to be more project oriented or more contractor oriented, if you will, where they're they're coming in, they're going to help us do this. I mean, I, I, without getting too complex in a, in a question, but I mean, I would assume that at some point, sometimes it makes sense to have that person on as part of my full-time staff. They're going to be here. I've got these projects. They're going to be, I'm going to keep them busy. Most or, of the time what happens is that a company will already have a running system in the back and it just needs to have sort of an upgrade like a lot of the companies are moving towards mobile apps now. Mm -hmm. So you want to be able to have somebody create an interface where it's easy but it might be just a short-term thing. You're not going to need somebody to create an app for like a lengthy period of time. You just have them hired for 6 to 12 months. They work on it. They get it up and running and they get to train the team and then they're off. So you might not need somebody who is full-time employee, but there are positions where you need a full-time employee to make sure that everything runs smoothly all the way, and then when new people are coming on board to make sure that you've got somebody who's training them. Usually, uh, usually, and that's a good point that Ms. Knockley made, usually, like she said, the companies determine that. Usually they have that permanent uh, personnel mm -hmm. in the IT department that really directs and runs the company. And then they bring on the uh, acquired talent for contract terms for the short term. So you have both of those dynamics working simultaneously in the same company. I, I was kind of curious as the as you go through the process of introducing companies around the community to you, how many of them are aware when you call them that they have a need? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm sure some of them do. Oh, yeah, geez, like like my friend at, uh, at Coca-Cola when he asked if we knew somebody who does J2E kind of stuff. Clearly, they know they have a need. I've got to get this guy, you know, will, you know, please help us find him. But, I mean, I'm curious how often folks don't necessarily realize that they could benefit from some of the experts that you provide. Is that more often the case they actually know, oh, gosh, I've got this project, I've got to find More often they know. What happens in the unknown space is that when you are communicating with that client about that specific need, we usually discover areas that they did not think of. 
And that's when that unknown need comes uh, out in that discussion. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit? What kind of what kind of opportunities are out there for these companies to move ahead more quickly on what they're trying to do if only they had this solution taken care of. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, usually, especially with major companies, and and the IT um, market actually runs from large companies to the smallest company. If you're a small company and you have a website, you have a need for IT. But what happens is that the large companies, they have uh, a CIO. And that CIO is so highly skilled that he knows the direction that the company needs to go as far as IT development, expansion, um, advancement, et cetera, et cetera. So what he does is he delivers those ideas to the board, and then they determine what talent needs. So usually in a lot of companies, they have a person that's actually highly skilled that knows that they need uh, IT um, solutions and knows how to communicate those solutions. Mm -hmm. And so... Have you found kind of a kind of a set of particular issues that tend to kind of be recurring across? Where do the gaps tend to be that most of these companies are running into as far as where's the talent gap right now? Well, the talent gap is in software development and the and the always constant need is that you're in a market to where if a company is doing something that you don't know about, you always have to be thinking that if you're B or C. So the race is always to improve the user experience because at the end of the day, all technology advancement in some shape, form, or fashion is to generate revenue or save revenue yep. at, at the end of the day. So the point is is that if you can bring on a solution, if you can improve your platform, if you can pro- improve the user experience, if you can improve that buyer's experience, they're going to come back. And so that's where the the demand for IT talent generates from. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I see on the website, um, talking about development, development strategies, can you talk about that a little bit? I, I assume that it relates to developing software. If someone says, I hate, I'm trying to come up with a, a this kind of project, I want to put this from an idea into software application is that what one of the things that you're able to help them do or we are able to help them but usually again in a lot of companies they have a person that can uh, identify those needs but i can tell you that uh, i'm even in communication right now with there's a logistical company that actually supplies the major grocery stores in the metro atlanta area as well as, as well as the major convenience stores well speaking to one of the employees that work there they are very inefficient So what happens on our IT side is as we sit down with the uh, president of that company and begin to look at the areas of inefficiency and where they can improve on, then what we would do is come in with uh, a a development plan to say, okay, this is where we're going to install this software because it's going to um, reduce your loss on this part by 30%. We're going to improve on this area um, maybe by 40%. But at the end of the day, over that year, we may have saved them Five million to ten million dollars just by small tweaks that they're not able to identify by being, uh, so to speak, in the forest. So you're saying that you can become engaged with one of these businesses and take a look at their infrastructure, their IT infrastructure. I would assume some of that includes their website and all of that, and actually find areas where your staff developers or perhaps some augmented folks could come in and actually, if we update you here, if we update you here, 
make a change over here to this new technology, then the spend will end up turning into savings. Exactly. 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 And savings. And then when you have those savings and you start, you're able to look into different areas to where you can take those savings, invest them to where those savings actually become revenue generators just because of the entire cycle of everything. Just like this logistical company that I'm talking about is not even not on the website. The website is a platform and uh, users go there, but that's not really how they do their business. The inefficiency is coming in the supply chain management. So what we're going to do is look at the supply chain and figure out why these 10,000 products that are supposed to go out in the span of two hours is reduced to 7,000 products going out in the span of two hours. That means you have a 3,000 product loss of 3,000 item loss, which is astronomical over a year. <laughs> so, so then you're actually getting down into production data. In some cases. That's interesting. Now, how much, how much of what you're doing is cloud-based computing, cloud-oriented work uh, to move if people aren't already using cloud uh, computing and, and the power of doing that? How, how much of that is a focus for what you guys are doing? Well, actually, that demand comes from our clients. So, for example, the client may already have been uh, transitioned over into the cloud. However, the majority of the country actually is not. Right, yeah. It's still early. It's still early. So we do see a lot of those job orders, and that kind of gives us uh, an idea of what talent is demand is in demand for. VMware um, and cloud certifications. That's a high demand right now because that space is, uh, when you're on a hardware system, that space is limited. But once you're opening it up to the cloud, you increase the possibilities to store a lot of data and to perform a lot more functions. Right. And in order to, again, the efficiency, uh, where once you move to the cloud, it makes the entire company, the entire organization more efficient, which at the end of the day, increases your savings and increases the revenue. Yeah, one of the companies that I'm familiar with around that where they began to take advantage of the cloud computing, they had they were, they were a global company and they had obviously sensor data from you name the device, you name the the source, whether it was register sales, whether it was shipping and delivery kind of inventory kind of related things started flooding what they call Big the data. data lake with all of this information from across their enterprise and then they were able to because of the nature of the way the cloud is structured from a data points perspective it becomes kind of like google you can mm -hmm. actually go to your database then mm -hmm. and say pull any information from how there. much how much uh, shazam acillin are we selling in birmingham mm -hmm. to 35 to 25 or you know, 25 to 35 year old males mm -hmm. Uh, we don't need to ship as much over there. We can reduce the shipment there, be more efficient. Sell it, or it sells like hotcakes over mm -hmm. here. So now all of a sudden the company is not shipping products to a place where right now it's not selling great. They can then tweak their marketing efforts there and ship the stuff to where it's going off the shelves like crazy. You actually just explained one of the fundamental principles in the entire technology 
arena. Woo! <laughs> Big data is huge. Being able to gather exactly. all exactly. that information that you have that's coming in through different portals and be able to make some common sense and see how it can benefit your business instead of just collecting in a corner. And a basic example is like what you said, is like what is selling more on this side compared to that city yeah. so we can, you know, prevent expiration, um, you know, save on fuel cost and right. obviously be able to ship to the right place and generate revenue from there and then send whatever is needed on the other side. Be able to like gather it together and then decipher it in an easy table and then see how can I make this useful for myself. And you're actually able to sit down with your clients and take them through that. Absolutely. And as a matter of fact, you know, those 1% improvements on efficiency mean a lot for business. If you think about mortgages and you think about interest rates, when they move that interest rate 1% to 2% over time, it adds up. And that in that situation, we're talking a few hundred thousand to, you know, a million or two, million or two. that we're talking about. At when you start million. talking about tens of millions, hundreds of millions, or billions of dollars, yeah. then we're, yeah, we're yeah. talking some coin. Yeah. And even, the, you know, to piggyback off the, uh, the cloud situations uh, and the, in, the expansion of that uh, talent, security. I just was looking at a report yesterday where it said four out of five American businesses have been attacked um, in the last year. I believe four out of five. Yeah. With some sort of automated attack in many cases. Four out of know. five. And I actually believe that that is probably going to expand. I mean, the dynamic of being secure because mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's, a national, uh, it's a national topic. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you, if you can have somebody that is 5,000, uh, 7,000 miles away that can tap into our government system or our corporate systems, and make changes. Yeah, they were noodling around in the White House system the other night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Seriously. Hey, Russia. Right. Um, you know, so clearly if you have a business that's harboring either proprietary information that you'd like to keep proprietary or, um, I don't know if it's more importantly or not, it probably is in the end, uh, important customer information that's uh, tied to their financial uh, background and information that could be then sold and resold clearly security is a big deal whether you're around the corner or whether you're like lowe's or yeah, one of those types of companies i mean even as i go in now during my daily day activities every time i use the car there's always a level of apprehension that i have inherently mm -hmm. just Same because thing, of the yeah. news media you, you i'm I've sure gotten you to know. the place now where i really don't like handing out my 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 check card I don't like leaving it, having it leave my site. You know, you think about it in a restaurant, you don't think anything about it. You just hand it to them. Yeah, exactly. I, I read a story not too long ago about a woman who was, she had a, a, a reader and she was working at a counter in a, in a fast food restaurant like a, like a McDonald's. I don't, I don't remember the name of the company, but, but she was working in one of those types of places where you walk up, I'll have a number three. She was somehow, I don't know if it was under her apron, what she was doing, but she was swiping cards right there. Uh, that's how easily it's that done. I saw that report. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. So, you know, some of the changes that they're making with the with the way the cards are handled and then going back to our discussion about the cloud, from what I understand, the security that they have around those facilities and around that sort of data storage is is extremely high. So the highest you can get, basically. And that's one of the things I think that a lot of business leaders out there don't fully understand yet is that when you move your data and computing capabilities over 
to that sort of a system, then you're now picking up uber security over what you could possibly have trying to lock down your network and the machines yeah. and servers that you have in your in your office. You Absolutely. And those uh, cybersecurity specialists, they are in high demand. We have job orders coming out all the time from different levels for those type of individuals that can come in and make sure that that information is stored securely and to try to uh, implement the newest of technologies. Because I can tell you right now, as we sit here today, next year, the information that is safe today will not be safe next year this time using those same tools, using those same tools. <laughs> That's crazy how fast yeah. that, it, that it's moving. Right. And, and it's got to be very, very difficult to stay ahead of that. I suppose they end up recruiting some of those bad guys, making them millionaires and that teaching them true. how to do it. Yeah. I actually yeah. know a friend of mine that works for a big company where his job is to literally sit on the hack. system and hack the system so they can find loopholes and how to better secure the company and know what would be, be one step ahead of the game. And that's all he gets paid to is just sit and hack the system. Yeah. It's pretty interesting <laughs> yeah. because if you know your enemy, then you're better prepared, right? Mm. And those guys make a killing. Yeah, because as, as, as being on this side, you all, you, we can't sleep because they are not sleeping. <laughs> so it's always a race to stay in the game. And just like you said, it's the race. Because, I mean, just think about it. I'm talking about a year, six months. Yeah, that's I and mean, it uh, goes shorter. by so quickly. Yeah. yeah, we've been talking with IT technologist specialist Jerry Lawrence and Sukra Nakvi. Um, he's in talent acquisition. She's in business development for the company. We've been talking about some of their areas of expertise as a company, ranging from IT education offerings to staff development through temporary services. To I'm sure you're able to help onboard someone on a permanent basis as well if they have a need for that. Absolutely. And I would presume being in talent acquisition that's part of what you focus on on a day-to-day -day basis absolutely absolutely c-dub you're a j2e guy we need to talk is that 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 kind of how it goes uh well, yeah <laughs> on fridays uh, yeah 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 and it's interesting i don't think uh people really understand how it works so what works is that how it works is that we go to our job boards with our clients that we have established if they have an urgent need, then it's a call. Mm. Or um, we have job orders that we know that they need. So what happens is that I will study and analyze those job orders because uh, there are a lot of uh, between-the-line information that the company wants that is not explicitly stated in the job order. So once I get that and I review it and I understand they need, I'll make a call over to the, the person in charge of that and we'll talk about it and discuss it. I do all of that because it's a deck, so we take a different approach. We really want to personalize uh, the experience for the client and the candidate. I was talking to a candidate on the way here and I needed him to uh, update his resume. And when I talked to him, I'm like, listen, I know that you're working. I don't want to interrupt your day. He says, Jerry, I need a job. This contract is ending. If you need it in 10 minutes, I have it back in eight. So one of the fulfilling things uh, that I enjoy about working with Zodexo and providing this talent for companies is that I look at it a little bit more than just the surface. If I can provide a person with a job that's going to provide for his family, whether mm -hmm. it be in IT or whatever, that's fulfilling to me. And I know this guy is sincere, he's waiting, and he's depending on me just like that client. 
And if I can make two of those entities meet at a happy place, that makes me happy. Well, having been working in staffing myself for a number of years before I came to be a part of the practice that I'm a part of on a daily basis outside the studio, I did physician placement and nurse staffing, um, having come from a nursing background in the past. And it is really rewarding when you find what you know is a rock star provider, what, whether for you it's some crazy high skilled JT, technologist yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in my case you know maybe the uh, a, an amazing RN who was able to help their ICU over a weekend or whatever the case may be and they're like oh thank you uh, it is it's very rewarding because yeah. you know one you've helped that individual who's going out to do that work and then the the company that that okay Jerry's a rock star I'm calling him back he always gets me good people it is word of mouth yeah. I completely yeah. agree on that that there's no better advertising mm -hmm. than the service that you give and it will speak for itself people will go and tell five other people when they've had a great experience we don't create we don't treat people like numbers it's a personal experience it starts from the day that you get in touch with them then you listen to them you try to execute and deliver um, it's and it's from each and every individual. We don't take that as oh, just another number for mm -hmm. us. That personal experience mm -hmm. is what takes sets us apart from everybody else. And on that note, I was going to ask you because I mean, there's a few IT staffing and development type companies out there. So, in your opinion, you've been there each of you over ten years apiece. What What do you feel like if I were we were standing at a bus stop, and I and I said, oh, what do you do? I work for a company called Zydexo, and why why are you why are you instead of company X down the road? I would defer that to Miss Knopfley. I think she just made an important part about the personalization, but she's able to articulate it better. <laughs> That's what I, I feel that Zydexo stands for. It's not just a number. We take the time to listen to what you have to say. We listen to what the company wants. We take the time to understand their needs and ask the right questions. We have our own database and pool of people that we pick from that we have spent time knowing. We just don't look at their resume. We dig deeper. You know, what is, why are you looking? Um, you know, what are your, are your family members here? Do you have family members abroad? Are you in school? Um, have you bought a house over here? Uh, are you willing to relocate? Those kinds of things so that we're able to find that perfect combination, like a matchmaker. And we spend the time with our people. That's yeah. one of the most important things that we do at Zydex. So each and every individual takes the time to understand. And when you stop and listen, you know, you've got two ears. You should listen more than talk, right? Yeah. You can get a wealth of information. And if you put that in the right space, we're able to create that perfect harmony. Mm -hmm. You know, just to add on that very briefly, and I hate to get into personal things, but yes, just yesterday I had to get an oil change. And it took me until after 8 o'clock until I arrived home. But I had promised uh, two candidates that I was going to contact them before the end of the day. The day was supposedly ending at 6 o'clock. When I arrived home at 8.15, I made both of those calls. And when I tell you how appreciative, one guy was on the treadmill. He's like, Jerry, I'm in the gym. <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'll let you get right back to that. But I wanted to keep my word yeah. and to separate me from anybody that you've uh, uh, been in contact with before and to let you know that if I said I was going to contact you at the end of the day, this is that call. So I just wanted to talk to you about the profile again and just let you know uh, what to look forward tomorrow. But we'll continue. Both of those general, gentlemen were highly grateful just for that call. So that's what I would say at a bus stop to separate the ZXO mm -hmm. from the rest of the companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And do you have a, a, a case, a, a, a situation that when you think about it, man, that was 
that was that was one of my favorite situations that I got to help some company with. Uh, the thing that we're doing tomorrow. As a matter of fact, that is a great opportunity that I'm super excited about. It's uh, being um, affiliated with the tag organization tomorrow. Um, and I was just explaining to them, it's not very how excited I was. We're actually going um, to do mock interviews with teenage kids for our affiliation with the education sector. Sure. These kids are trying to pursue college uh, opportunities. Yeah. And uh, some of them are underprivileged and don't have the resources that uh, others may have. So what we're going to go do for a few hours from 3 to 7 is to actually sit there along with others and mock interview, help them prepare, tell them what to expect when they're doing an interview, and just give them a better chance of succeeding in today's society. And I'm super excited. I was just telling Ms. Nockby that out of all the events that I've been to where I've seen CEOs, um, was at an event last year where Richard Branson was there, out of all of now, that, I want to meet Richard Branson. <laughs> that was a super event. He was on a panel with the uh, uh, Delta CEO and the Spanx founder. But tomorrow means a lot to me. It means a great deal to help those young individuals pursue their aspirations and dreams in being in this technology sector. Now, how cool would it be if ten years from now you're you're on the phone and and one of the folks that you're talking to getting ready to place them on some very important project is like, you know, you came and you, you it works like to me. that. It works it's like that. Karma. I yeah. completely believe what yeah. you give back will come yeah. back. And being able to, what we see at our back end is all the companies telling us what is their criteria. So to be able to give that information to those kids so that when they go for their interviews, they have a better chance of not only just their confidence is high, on top of knowing exactly how they need to answer and what tools they need to take with them to be able to nail that job interview at their first go. Absolutely. Do you have some local companies that you've done some cool things with that you want to mention them as a shout out? We don't have to, but it's one of those opportunities if you have an, if you have a project really or two that you thought, wow, that went really cool. They were really happy. They were a great company. We've done a lot of stuff with Tag, and and I do like to give a shout out to them. They create a lot of opportunities for across the board, not just for us, but for underprivileged kids and going out there and being able to give back and get back to the society. I'll defer that to Miss <laughs> I like to stay on the back end. Uh, she's out there pounding the pavement, which every day when she comes in, she may come in, she may visit five or six different companies, talking to those people. And a lot of times it's a long process. When you go and knock that door, it may be eight months before you can actually uh, get a job order because the market is very populated. But the thing that sets Zydexo aside is because the persistence and the level of per being personable, they're going to want to do business with you. They're going to want to have you to, give the, uh, to prove yourself. And that's what we strive after. And we do have clients that we have uh, provided those talent for and provided those solutions for, and that's the reason why we're here today. Well, I mean, do you have... So I want to make sure that we get all the information out there for you that that uh, that folks need to know about. Are there other suites uh, of solutions that you provide? I know you do some things in the in the government sector as well. Um, that's linking up with, I guess, state, local, federal government to help them with various projects as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, the government. Uh, it's funny that the government kind of operates like a person. They just have needs. 
And so what a lot of people don't understand is that if they have need for a trash can, somebody has to provide those trash cans. If they have need for computers, IT talent, they're sort of like the private market, but they're just the government. They need services and they need products. So what happens is that um, the government may come in and they may say the same thing that Coca-Cola, Home Depot, or um, Racetrack may need. The same kind of skill sets and services the government needs. Only thing they do is that when Coca-Cola, Home Depot, and uh, Racetrack can say it in 10 words, the government will say it in a thousand words. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same job. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's kind of different, but it's interesting to provide that talent um, on both levels. On both levels. And uh, your website talks about IT workshops. Can you share a quick piece of information about the the type of workshops that you're you're able to provide? Absolutely. Um, you mentioned a lot about uh, the J two E E, which is sometimes <laughs> was, you apparently know, that's like a, a unicorn. Right. It's like a funny name, <laughs> but you know it means a lot in the technology. It's easy to find apparently as a unicorn. <laughs> so what happens is that in some of these areas, there's such a large demand, and that it is uh, it behooves a company that have people that are already uh, experienced in certain uh, softwares to bring them in and instead of taking them around about and having to take them through a full program, we can actually bring them in and train them specifically on J2EE and then turn them back out into the, uh, into the workforce and they're able to get those contracts. If it's not done that way, then it's usually longer, it's unstructured, but we can kind of manage it and uh, to create the desired goal a lot more efficiently. We actually have workshops going on right now, uh, but they're specifically trained for a specific skill set that we see need for. For example, we I talk see. about So cloud. it's really aimed at the talent more than, than for the business side of things. It's really aimed at the talent to be able to enhance their suite of skills that they're, they have. Well, yes and no. The business creates a demand. For example, if the, if, if, if the technology market was looking for... Um, uh, big data, and it was at such a high demand, we were trained big data. If uh, the market was looking for, um, this is old, but if it was looking for a lot of network engineers, we would be training network engineers. So the market creates the um, the the training that we do. The market creates it. Right. We'll check statistics to see what is in and happening and what is the demand for, where is there a lackage or a shortage, what are companies struggling with, and then based off of that, we'll create a program to see what is it that we want to offer and how many people are out there that are, you know, that are either beginning or are they like mid-level where we can add on to their skill set and be able to push them forward. Mm. And are they all on-site workshops or are they digital as well? I can do it like a webinar kind of thing? Or They're is on-site. On -site. They're on-site. On -site. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other information that we need to get out there about Zydexo? It sounds like you all are a cool company. It's it was a really treat to get to have you all in here and, and talking about what you do. No, Having a little bit of a tie with the staffing side of things from my old days. To add. Only that if you're looking for some exceptional IT talent. <laughs> We're the guys you need to come and talk to. Please come. We'll give you an experience that is unparalleled. We'll give you that personal attention, and we'll make sure that the, uh, your needs are met to your highest expectations. Well, I know that you're on Twitter. I know that uh, that you've got a blog out there with some great information there. The, Z the Zydexo website is zydexo.com. Um, 
we link in with uh, all of our guests who have already done that, so hopefully you'll do that in return with us on Twitter and Facebook uh, so that, therefore, you can get access to information from the folks who have joined us here on the show. Um, Jerry and, and Sugra, thanks so much for taking some time out of your day today. Um, I know you're busy. Well, thank you, Mr. Charles. You've been an exceptional host, and I appreciate the opportunity. It's been Same a lot of fun here. sitting down with you. We'll have to have you back sometime with maybe one of your local companies that's done some work with you that uh, we can talk about what their Let's solutions do. do and uh, then you can kind of get down into a little bit of a case study. This is what they were doing. This is kind of how we tackled it for them. This is what we were able to do for them. Absolutely. That kind of thing. So uh, folks will have a better sense even more of what, we, what we're doing. That would be pretty great. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Charles, for having us over and taking the time to plan this out. This is great fun. Well, make sure you get out and link up with the Midtown Business Radio Show. If you haven't done that already, we're on Twitter at MidtownBRX, uh, Twitter and Facebook alike. Uh, make sure you tie in with us there. And, and please tweet us questions. If, if you've been listening to this show and you have a question for our experts that were on today, even if we didn't get it on the live show, I'll definitely pass it on to them and get answers back to you. We did that last week with our folks over at Mile IQ. So uh, make sure you tweet us questions or send them to us on Facebook and we'll get you answers. Make an appointment to see us in the same time, same place next week.